Hello, ladies. Let's perch. It is Deshonda Lucas, and welcome to the She's Free to Fly podcast. I have my first guest here in the new studio, Nicole Anderson of Her Wine. Let's give her a round of applause, Nicole. <laughs> thank you. Thank I'm you. I'm so happy that you today. I'm happy to be here. This is just an uh, answer to a prayer. Hi. Um, God's divine meetups as usual. Yes. Because he connects us divinely. Every time. Um, so welcome, welcome, welcome. We're going to learn so much about you today, so much about your story, about your journey, about her wine, and what set you free to fly to launch her wine. So my dear, where do you want to begin? Oh, we, we got to start with drinking some wine first. Okay, let's... Yeah, we got we to start it off right. Start. That is definitely the best start. So this wine, this is the most recent wine that I have created. Okay. It's called A Toast to Me. Yes. And it's a bubbly rosé. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about why this is special, but you'll notice that this label has the um, breast cancer ribbon on it. So we'll talk about that in a little bit, but this one's my baby. Your baby. Yeah, this one's one. Well, they're all my babies. So let's start off having a toast to you. Yay. A toast to me. A toast to she's free to fly, ladies. <laughs> oh. Mm. Yep. It makes it me makes dance. Good. Yeah. It makes me dance. It makes me dance. You know, it's good when you move it. Mm. Yep. Hold on. One more sip. Oh, go. One, one more sip. Mm. There's gonna be a few sips. So a few sips, few pours. I get the bubbly. Yes. I get the rose. I get the sweetness, mm-hmm. but not too sweet. Thank you. I get the balance. I get the flow. Hold on, let me tell you what else I get. Wait a minute. Like I'm not a wine connoisseur. I'm gonna learn about wine today. You're doing amazing. I get the love. I get the love. You do. I get the love. That's the secret ingredient. That's the secret. That's the secret ingredient. Baby. <laughs> okay. Wow. That makes my heart happy. Okay. I'll pause on this. Oh no. Okay. We have to we have to continue. That makes me so happy though, because I I call my wine the Goldilocks wine. Okay. Because it's not too sweet, but it's not extremely dry. It's <laughs> It's easy to drink. It's well balanced. It's just good flavor of wine that just makes you want to keep sipping. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, tell me. Oh, man. Okay. So, HER is actually an acronym. Okay. And it stands for Having Evolved Repeatedly. Okay. Yes. So, I wanted to create a wine that really embodies those moments where we need to practice intentionality. Okay. In creating a pause. So a lot of times when we're going through the motions, we don't, you know, we're evolving in multiple areas of our lives okay. continuously and multiple times. Yes. And in that journey, sometimes we get, we get stuck. Yes. We get too focused on that and we don't take a moment to just be present and be aware. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to create a wine that gave us permission to have those moments. Okay. So each of the wines represent those me time moments, as I like to call them. Those me- Yes. What's your most recent me time moment? Oh my goodness. So I would say, so I have them every day intentionally. I plan, I plan my me time. Okay. Yes. It went as soon as I wake up in the morning after me and God have our time. Right. I'm already thinking about what's the thing that's going to make me happy for the day. So yes. Yes. So yesterday's yesterday, what did I do yesterday? Yesterday, oh, I went to um, a black-owned restaurant yesterday. Yes, I need to remember the name, but it was so good. Okay. It was so good. And I treated myself. I was like, you know what? You deserve to, you know, eat a little good, go outside. Yeah. area were you in? I was in the city. I was in the city. I was in the city. I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to share it with you when I leave here. Um, But what I will say is that there is a, and I just have to give a slight shout-out, um, there's a lot of amazing black-owned restaurants yeah. in Atlanta, one of which just became a Michelin star. Yes. So just a slight plug for them. Twisted Soul. Yes. I've been to Twisted Soul. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I love They're Twisted now Soul. Michelin. They're in the guide. Oh, Isn't it beautiful? Not only black-owned, but 
woman on too. It's me. She is free to fly. Michelin. Yes. Say it. Yeah. So let's get a hand clap for Twisted Soul. Like I believe in celebrating women. I believe in celebrating culture and celebrating brown skin mm-hmm. and every other kind of skin but baby i love this brown skin i mean and yes. Like, yes and i believe in celebrating her wine and that's what this is all about so funny enough the name of this wine um speaking of those me time moments this one is called a toast to me so this one's a bubbly rosé but i also have a pair it's a bubbly riesling okay so I created these because I want us to reframe how we choose to celebrate. Yes. A lot of times we wait for these big milestone moments, mm-hmm. that big birthday, that, you know, I'm going to hold it for something special. Okay. But any day that you get to go after your goal yes, right. and pursue your passion yes. is worthy of a toast. It's worthy of a toast. Yes. It's worthy of eating on that good, good uh, china that you have. Ooh, like, if today is Friday, pull out the china. Pull out the china. Why, Why not? not? <laughs> oh, man. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. How did you get into wine? Okay, so this is the funny story. I just really like drinking it. And I was the person, like, in college that everyone's, like, taking shots of tequila and vodka. And I'm like, wine coolers. Like, okay. that was always my thing. So I got to a point. However, when I was going through a transformation, so it was like the weirdest storm of events. Um, I was recently married, but also we were not in a great space. And so at that point in time, we were going through a divorce. At the same time, I got a promotion and got my dream position that I wanted. And so I was in this real influx of like super highs and super lows and I don't know. I always drink wine as like my thing, but I was bored with it. I got so bored with it. I remember being in the store and I'm like, nothing resonates with me. I don't know who Stella Rosa is. I don't know where Sutter home is. You know, I'm like, why are we barefoot? I have no idea. Can I connect? She said, why are we barefoot? (laughs) But y'all like, I couldn't connect to the stories. They didn't represent me as a black woman. And so I decided to start looking for other black brands. That's how it started. Okay. But in that search, I didn't see any everyday person. I saw celebrities. I saw maybe retired people who had, you know, they did it as like a pa- or a passion project, but not like, I just really like drinking wine and I want to create it. And so I just said, you know what? I wonder if I could. YouTube University, Google, okay. I found that there are these things called wine kits. All right. And so I get excited. Okay. Now I'm a big proponent. And when God drops a message in you, sometimes you got to just act on it. Okay. So I see these wine kits online, and like any millennial, I'm like, uh-uh, I can't wait. Like, they're like two to four weeks shipping. Mm-mm. No, I need it now. I need it today. So, right. I'm like, I want to start it. And so I found this um, facility in Decatur. Okay. Yes. And so I went Decatur, there. Decatur, Georgia. Decatur, Georgia. Okay. Yes. And so um, this lady, she actually sold wine kits, but she helped people do home brewing for beer. Okay. And so I went into the store and I'm, you know, I'm looking for the wine kit. I'm talking to her. Mm-hmm. By now she's the owner and she offers to let me use her space and teach me how to create the wine. And that's where it starts. Yeah. Just reaching out. Just reaching Saying, out. I want more. Yes. I can do this. I can do this. I want something that resonates with me. I want a reflection. I want to see me in everything I put in me. Oh, yes. And I like what you said. You said something that stuck with me. You said everyday people. Mm-hmm. I, I was at a conference this past weekend, the, Th- the Thrive Conference. Oh. I Darius Daniels. And um, I was at the conference. And in the midst of the conference, I'm just hearing this everyday conversations with everyday women. And we don't have to be these huge celebrities to do anything. We don't have to have like a truckload of money to do yeah. anything. It just takes an idea and one step forward and one step leads to another step. Um, So I can definitely, definitely appreciate that. Even like my steps on how I met you, just going to Invest Fest, put on by EYL, walking down, y'all, she was just this beautiful, come on in. And I'm like, (laughs) no, I'm not doing, you know, I'm not doing too much. I'm not buying anything. And she's like, come on in, I have some I want to share. But I could tell she was sharing from my heart because I didn't stop at everybody's. Mm. I didn't. I really, really didn't. Wow. And like 
the conversation just started and she let me taste the wine. And she says, I have this black on wine. I made it and I really enjoy getting into black owned stores. Mm. So tell me about that. Oh my goodness. So it's funny because, so you started with this idea, right? And it's like, I want to create my wine, but it didn't start as a business. Okay. So we fast forward. I'm very fortunate. I have a family full of like entrepreneurs. My on my mom's side were actually the descendants of the first African American slave recorded born in America. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you opening up a I know, I'm sorry, thing. that's a whole other thing, y'all. Something <laughs> when it comes from knowing your history, baby. Ooh. I am such a proponent of that. Ooh. I've done my African ancestry in everything. Yes. So you're gonna stay with your story. We're gonna come back so to that. Tell me yes. about this. <sighs> Man, so we it, it takes us in a whole other story because I got the opportunity last year okay. to go to Angola. The Angolan government hosted our family, and we went to Angola, and we spent a week out there and got to see the entire country. When I say it was life-changing, and there were reasons why I wasn't supposed to go, but God was like, and I said, I want to go. And God said, if you want to go, we're going to make you go. That's what you want. That's what you're going to do. And and he made a way for me to go. But we got to, yeah, we got to talk about that. That's the okay. whole Okay. Y'all, we have to have Nicole back. Let's play her. Shit. We got to talk again. Shit. Nicole Anderson, 2024. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Yeah. So I say that because my family, we have a, we have a, a great sense of pride. You know, like we, we are extremely fortunate. We know the power of being able to trace our lineage back to the beginning. And so because of that, um, we have, we're celebrating one of my great uncle's 50th anniversary at that time. So they've been married for now 55 years, y'all. Beautiful. And um, we're there. I have my wine. I'm so excited. I'm like, look what I made. And they're like, oh, this is great. So when's it in stores? And I was like, oh, well, Okay, you know, and they and they they dropped that seed, and it's not that entrepreneurship was that far off my scope. You know, my parents always instilled in me and my brother at a young age that entrepreneurship leads to freedom, yes. Yes. and whatever that let whatever that meant to us. But they always instilled that that want. I just never knew what I wanted to build and create, and so wine just was a natural flow, and I create my first bottle, and now it's like oh, like light bulbs go off. And the names of the wines, honestly, they just started flowing. I was like, finally, after five, I'm thinking, like, why am I whining? What's the what's the reason behind why I'm in this store? It's because I need a break. Mama needs a break. It's because it's finally after five, and that it means these heels are coming off. I'm yes. pop a bottle, time to sit back. It's because it's girls' night in, and I'm bringing the bottle. Right? We have girls' night in. Yes, we do. But all those names, a toast to me, right? Yes. It's the celebration piece in my feelings because we need to embrace being emotional creatures and not try to numb ourselves from our feelings. So I, I created all these because I wanted to intentionally think of when you're in the store and you see this bottle and you're you're taking your cart and you're like, oh, it is finally after five. Oh, mama does need a break. Like, I want you to see yourself okay. in those bottles. Yeah, so that's what created her. I see me, I see you, we should see yes. ourselves. Yes. yes. All right, Nicole. So tell me what sets you free to fly. So I don't know if there's like one defining moment because I, I truly believe that life's experiences, they kind of compound over time and you're always being faced with opportunities to to evolve or repeat the cycle and learn the lesson over again. And so I can't say there's one moment that set me free per se, but what I can say is that going from, when I say everyday woman, you know, I, I say that in true strength of I experienced so much. I've gone, I've been married, I've been engaged, I've been divorced. You know, I have climbed corporate career ladder. I've hit the opportunities to manage teams and have multiple people underneath me. Um, I have started from the bottom though and, and grinded. I dealt with sexual abuse. I've dealt with sexual harassment in the workplace. Like a lot of the things that define us as everyday women that we say from a, from a challenges and growth perspective, I've experienced it. And so I can't say there's that one defining moment, but what I know is that 
the moment where I truly had a very definitive, you, you have two directions, Nicole, you can either do this or this, and it is a life or death was when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I think that's the moment where God said, all right, here we are. I'm, I'm putting all the cards on the table and now it's time for you to choose your destiny and your fate. And I think that was my most kind of powerful defining moment where all, all roads lead to this moment and I had to make a choice. And what is the choice that you chose? To live, to live differently. Okay, tell me what that means. Mm. What does it mean? So many women need to know yeah. what it means to live. Yes. Living means pursuing your happiness mm -hmm. to the fullest extent unapologetically. Unapologetically. I choose to be happy. I yes. I choose to live in joy. I choose to live in love. I choose to live in kindness and everything I do needs to support that decision and that choice. Absolutely. I choose to be fulfilled. I choose to connect with women. I choose that in this bright sky, we can all shine. That's my choice. Yes. Yes. Every day when we really think about it, a lot of times, and this was, this is something that I had to learn. I had to start owning my my life i had to start owning everything that happened in my life i think previously mm -hmm. i would account a lot of my circumstances to external factors okay let's say that i was headed to work and someone cuts me off on the highway oh really so that's what we doing oh okay like my whole i might have been on the phone like girl i can't believe this person coming now my whole vibe is off right i get into the office and you know someone maybe someone doesn't say hello or i say good morning and they don't say anything back now little did i know maybe they didn't hear me but in my head oh now here she go being you know rude whatever like all of these things compounded and it was because I chose negativity. I chose to look at everything as a hit and a negative to me. Yep. And that only attracted more negative things into me. That is all it does. That's all it does. What you focus on is your reality. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Snowballs. It, my daily, I tell this in any group I'm in, anybody I'm talking to, I call the highest possibility of every moment. Yes. So I don't care if the moment is right, left, whatever. I call the highest possibility yeah. because in calling that, it's gonna come to me. Yes. Um. So let's let's Ooh. toast. Mm, yes. The decision. To We're gonna live. toast a lot, y'all. <laughs> so the decision to live. Mm -hmm. I toast to you. I toast mm. to you. Thank you. I mm. I think for me, it's um. I I tell people today, I have no bad days. Every day is amazing. There is nothing that happens in my day that is meant for negative in my life. And I think my decision to like change that, that direction was really when I got hit with breast cancer because it was either, do you look at this as a death sentence? Like this is the end? I did. I started because I was already, my brain was so conditioned. I was so used to the comfortable thing was to start leaning into the negative. And, uh, and the media that tells you like, oh, something. The media, it was, this is a, a real story too. Right before I got diagnosed, Chadwick Boseman passed away. And I remember thinking when I got diagnosed, if Chadwick Boseman died of cancer and he from what the media shows seem like this real positive, uplifting stand-up guy has died. What's gonna happen to me? I was scared. I was terrified. And I, I honestly, when you get hit with that type of news, you're not really sure where to go. And so I had to, I didn't know what to search for. And so, like I said, when I when I got to this point when I started my treatments, it's sound like I started off happy. I started off positive. Like, I'm gonna beat this thing, I'm gonna beat this thing. Right. You got your family and your friends and they're rallying behind you, like, we got this, right? And you're like, okay, it's not just me. I got an army behind me. Cool. Okay. And then you go through your first treatment. And it's a bulldozer. Mm. I went into it with, oh, you're young. You're vibrant. You're positive. You're going to get through. Like, those, that's old people. Okay. Those women, they're older. Their bodies can't handle it. But you're young. You can. Okay. And it's not to say that those thoughts were wrong. Because we need to speak life into ourselves. Yes. But I was speaking it through the lenses of fear. I wasn't speaking it through the lenses of love. Okay. 
I was saying it like trying to psych myself, like you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, but I didn't really believe it. Okay. And then what happens? I do my first round of chemo. It completely wipes me out. I I push myself too hard in that same belief of of trying to do too much, being superwoman, trying to carry the weight of everything and everybody still with cancer because right. the narrative in my head is like if I did it then I could I'm strong. Right. It's another rock. This wasn't a rock. This was a boulder. A boulder. Drop straight on top of your whole everything. Life. Everything. It stops you. And it really makes you have to reevaluate things. So here I am. I've gone through my first round of chemo. I am done. Done, done, done. I have found out that I'm allergic to the medicine that they're giving me, but there's no alternative. You got to take it. What was your reaction for listeners who may be going through the exact same thing? Yeah. Like. So when I got diagnosed with chemo, I was diagnosed with stage two, triple positive. So what that means is the reason they diagnosed it stage two is because it spread. So it started in my left breast and it spread to my right and into my lymph nodes. Lymph nodes, for those who don't know, are these little nodules that are underneath our armpits. And they kind of, they're like filters in our body. So it spread to my filter. So that means that this, this cancer has now found its way. It's found a back door into my body and it gets... Mm -hmm. It gets scary because once it's found its way to one area, the likelihood of it being able to spread increases. Okay. Because the lymphatic system goes throughout the body. Throughout it is the body's body. true filtration system. Correct. Okay. Correct. So if it filters everything out, it can also filter things in. So Yes. So they diagnosed me with triple positive. And what that means is that this cancer was feeding off of proestrogen, estrogen, and ironically, a protein in our bodies called HER2. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and just to clarify, I started my business before diagnosis, so. Okay. I said, God, wow, you have a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay. they tell me that it's, it's, it is aggressive. And the thing about it is, 30 years prior, and at the time I was 31, 30 years prior, this would have been considered deadly because they didn't have treatments that could target HER2. So that was an issue. They can't, if you can't get it, if you can't target just that one thing, you can't treat it. So now luckily they have a treatment for it. It's just an extra thing I got to do. So I'm doing my first infusion, right? And we'll, we'll, Go back to the fact that at the time also, I don't have children yet. And so they told me that I needed to also go through fertility treatments and that if it took longer than a month, I couldn't do it because I would jump from stage two to stage four in just that short amount of time. In a month? In a month. Hold on. Was the, would the medication make Without you jump the, or just no, natural just progression? because of the aggressiveness and how much it had grown, that's how they could, Yeah. Yeah. So in that time, I had to act quickly. I went through a extreme IVF process. Um, for those who have never gone through IVF before, it is it's intense. You know, it really it really gives me a lot of empathy to women who who do that and have gone through that process to conceive. Um, for me, I was doing it to preserve eggs, and so you. You're having to inject your body with all of these hormones every day. At a certain point, you have to go to the doctor and they have to get in there and check your, your their egg size. You feel swollen and bloated. It's like it's like as if you're on your period consistently with all of those side effects: the bloat, the emotions, the um, the pain, the period pain, the the cramps, mm-hmm. like you're the bleeding, everything. You go through that during IVF. Yes. Okay. Because of the because of the state they have to get your body in in order to preserve your eggs in order to get yeah in order to preserve them they have to kind of make your eggs a little bit larger so that they can go in there and it's a surgery for them to go into you know your uterus and and pull those eggs out okay so I did an expedited version of that okay and I had to do that in three weeks so I went through all of that prior to starting my chemo what was your support system like during this process Oh, it was, it was good. I had my parents naturally, like that was amazing. My mother is my rock. Without her, I I wouldn't, I I wouldn't be here. I know that with certainty, certainty. 
she nursed me through it all. Oh my God. Through every moment when I got to my lowest point and I was done with it all. Cause I did hit that point. I did hit rock bottom. I, I've planned my funeral. I thought about it. Like who's getting what and, and, and how do I need to divide these assets? Like I was preparing for that because I was tired, but she pulled me through that. So I remember when I had open heart surgery and I remember like, while you have faith for life and faith for living and faith mm. for longevity, there's still a responsibility of if A doesn't happen, let me make sure B is in order. Mm. Yes. And so I definitely resonate with let me get these things planned out because I remember having the conversations with family on where my daughter would go and mm -hmm what she needed and making sure certain things were in place. And like, even on a few episodes, I've talked about getting my house in order. It's getting your house in order, no matter what happens. No matter what happens. Yeah. And you had to do that no matter what happens. Like I, I believe I have faith. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yep. I'm staying connected to God, but I'm going to get this in order. So no matter what happens, the people I loved are cared for, and I can minimize the stress and strain on their lives. Correct. That is real. Yeah. Yeah. That is real. It's the, it's the harsh, hard things that we have to think about, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you don't, it's hard to even share those thoughts because people think that you're thinking about your mortality and you are, the reality is hit, you know? And I think right. when the sooner that you can embrace that, the sooner that you can create a plan, right. you know, yeah. I think, Again, it comes from a place of where you come from. So you asked me earlier, you know, like, how do you define wanting to live? For me, I remember um, I had gotten to this place where I looked in the mirror and I had lost so much weight. I My hair was gone. Like, people wouldn't see it. I wore wigs all the time. But when I took that wig off and I would see the baldness, I saw... The breakouts, so the allergic reactions, I would break out. I look like 13, but it was just a big rash all over my face, all over my body. You're, they tell you, I remember I had a, a crazy panic attack because they tell you, like, if you're, if you have any shortness of breath, you know that that is a sign that you might need to go to the hospital. And if you break out and get any swelling. And so for some reason, um, that particular day, like I was six, my feet were like swollen to the size of like grapefruit. Like my ankles were and swollen. You're not, you're not oh, oh, man. they were huge. My legs were huge. And they were like the discoloration because of the rashes. And I remember sitting there and I was having a shortness of breath and I've never had an anxiety attack before, but all of a sudden, like I go to the mirror, I see this rash, I see my skin shrunken in. I see, you know, like, I don't see me. I yeah. just, I see death. Okay. That's what I saw. And okay. so in that moment, I was like, what are you living for? Like, why are you fighting? Because I've already begged my parents to not let me do this anymore. I begged, pleaded with them, please do not. I can't do it. I'm, I will, I'll drink the teas. I'll do the herbs, whatever you need. I don't want to do chemo anymore. And so many people go through that. Mm -hmm. So many people go through that. When you just, God, just take me. Just, I can't do it anymore. Oh my God. You get to that. And, and I think God has to allow you to get to that space mm -hmm. so that you can be your most vulnerable and you can seek out life. Okay. You can seek out him. For me, he appeared in the form of joy. So I said, you know, like what, what makes you happy? What brings you excitement? And the saddest thing was like, I was like, I don't really know. You know, like I'm starting to just trying to think like, what makes you excited? What gets you, you know? And so I said, wine. Okay. There's wine. <laughs> my wine business makes me happy. And it gave me purpose through, through my treatments in between, you know, I was taking meetings and right. had some of my biggest wine wins during that time. Right. Um, but at the same time, I was like, it's gotta be more. And I said, you know what, if you can't think of anything, give yourself a week, challenge yourself every day, do something intentionally that's going to make you happy. 
And so it started out with, I was able to go for a walk. So me and my brother would walk up the street. It was literally one block up and one block back because I would get so exhausted. But I, it brought me so much happiness to be outside in fresh air. And then it was like, okay, now I can drive this this week, you know. Okay. So I would go and I would drive for an hour. Just drive. No destination in sight. And it would bring me so much peace. And I said, okay, so now you're finding the things that bring you happiness. And doing that, it started to give me something to look forward to. I was excited. Like, what are we going to explore today? What's going to be? That was the first thought versus. Exploration. Exploration. Exploration is everything. Yes. What do you enjoy doing? Exploring. Finding new things. Yes. So the question I was asking is, is your brother older or younger? He's younger. They're the best. Just said, man, nobody get me together like my little brother. Nobody can can put me back together. Mm. Like, who else knows your every like wholeness of your heart like your brother? Mm. I think about it and I'm gonna get like get emotional about it, but my brother, I don't think he even realizes how important he is into my life. Like, he is, so, he is the wisest, wisest man. I know he, he has so much wisdom. He's so articulate. The way that he masterfully, like, puts words together, it's like he's a natural poet. He's just so eloquent. But the beauty about my brother is, like, he inspires me just by his essence. Like, he looks up to me, and knowing that someone sees you and views you with so much esteem, it holds you to a higher standard. It does. It does. I can't act up. Because they think you are the absolute everything. Sun, the moon, the stars, and the mountains. Yes. There is nothing better than their big sister. Yes. Like nothing. She can do no wrong. She can do no she wrong. She can do no and wrong. nobody better do anything wrong to, to her. her. Now, let me get you together on oh, my brother. Man. Well, come. Mm. Home. Mm. So I get it. Pull up. I get it. I get Listen, it. Listen, little brother. So I, I love him with, with my heart because I know it was hard for him to see me like that because he's always seen me so strong. And he, you know, he was just so caring. And it was those little moments just, like, hey, sis, you good? He'll right. just come sit with me. We talk about his dating life. Like, nothing about what was going on with me. And that was the normalcy that I needed. Yes, yes. yes. They bring you back. They to do. Yourself. Yes. So I want to hear about some her wine win. Oh, yes. There's a lot. I'm really excited. God is good. God is good. God is so good. What are you sharing with She's Free to Fly? Oh, my gosh. Okay. This just happened this morning. Okay. So, so you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Exclusive. All right. Okay. <laughs> Oh, let's let's talk. 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 I, so I was just recently interviewed by the Atlanta voice and they featured me this morning as their highlight. And the Atlanta voice for you guys who don't know is a major publication here in Atlanta. And I mean, the, the beautiful thing about this, like it was a full spread, like they come and they have like a photographer and a journalist and it's like a whole production. And I'm like, Oh, I don't even I didn't even know that they were, like, I didn't know what it was going to be. I thought it was just, like, I was a part of a a larger piece about, you know, just breast cancer. But they did a whole segment. Man, I was the piece. Oh, my gosh. You are more than Mm -hmm. enough. Nothing needed to be added. You are the piece. Mm -hmm. The whole Oh, my gosh. I love it. All of it. it. All of it. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I think the thing that that 
it has brought me really, you know, this full circle because on my way here, so I do these things. I call them my uh, car karaoke. And so on the way here, I was listening to this song called Amazing by um, Pastor Mike Jr. If y'all haven't heard that song, it's amazing. All right. <laughs> but um, I'm listening to this song and I'm like, I'm having a whole praise ceremony on the way, pulling up into your driveway. Okay. I was like, wow, you know, three years ago, you were going to work every day on your nine to five. You were living life unintentionally, letting life live for you. You were stressed. You were searching for love in all the wrong places. You weren't whole. And to see what God can do to somebody when you just are obedient, but not just obedient, when you actually say, like, God, this is what I want, and I'm willing to put in the work to get it. Some people take it obedient as a, a task, as a requirement. Mm -hmm. While it is a requirement, the desire, mm -hmm. that is what I'm doing. Yes. I think we have to start a lot of times, like myself included, I didn't know where I wanted to go. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I remember having... Um, I won't call it a vision, but I, I, I saw myself, like I, I imagined myself living in the city in a condo and I always saw, you know, like, oh, it would be cool to be on a magazine one day. It'd be cool. Like, but you know, I never thought it would happen. Never thought it would happen. And so to be here and to have these publications, you know, we talk about wins. I was on the cover of my very first magazine last year. We, you know, like the thought, I remember starting. So this is, this is the funny story. Uh, three years, right? I've, I am in corporate America. I'm sitting at lunch on my hour long lunch at a table. I'm one of the youngest people at this organization. So the only people who are around my age at the time are the interns. Okay. So I'm at the table with two interns and the only ones that were of our color that were there too, mind you. So the interns, and then one of my very, very best friends, Sanera, was there too. She was one of the admins, the marketing admins. So we're sitting at the table, and we're all talking about, you know, what would you do? What if? Like, it was just a random question I thought of. And Sanera was like, you know what? I would, um, I would get into real estate, and I would build homes. Like, she's an amazing interior. Like, she's an amazing interior decorator too, and she needs to follow that passion, Sanera. Um, Contact Cheryl Cousins for your training. She teaches. She has the whole She's Free to Fly podcast studio. Y'all can only see a little bit. Oh, but it's beautiful. But when I tell y'all she has it together, Sanera. 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 Contact Cheryl Cousins. Reach out to me. I'll get y'all connected. Mm -hmm. So Sanera was talking about that passion. And we all went around the table and I said my wine. And I remember thinking how cool it would be one day to just be able to go somewhere and buy my own bottle of wine or go somewhere and just have my own drink. And this past weekend, um, or, or this past Wednesday, actually, um, I was at this lounge that I used to go to. They have live music here in the city, and it's a live band. It's beautiful. I used to go there all the time. And I got to go there this past Wednesday and drink my wine and order it at the bar. And I was like, wow, Nicole. You did that, sis. Wow. You did all of that. Man. It, I was God and all that. So I, I say this as a testimony that your circumstance, where you are right now, doesn't have to be where you are going. Don't let your dreams die in your head. We let them die. We we lose the, the fun in just sitting back and imagining yourself somewhere. I used to just drive around and, and I would just imagine myself, like, what would it feel like to, to talk on a talk show? What would it yeah. feel like to be interviewed? You know, I get so honored for moments like this because, wow, you want to talk to me? You want to, wow. Big old you. Not as, you know, people say little old me. Mm -hmm. Big old you. Big old I love that. Right oh, I have to you. use that. Right mm -hmm. old you. Big old you. Beautiful old you. Wow. Yes. All of that. Mm. Mm. Okay. Give yeah. me another win. Oh, man. Okay. And then, so we actually, um, this is exciting. So, since we've started, um, we have been placed in a lot of major places in Atlanta. We're in over 20 places now. Um, and 
One of them was the Hyatt Regency, the Polaris, which is a five-star restaurant here. They they replaced one of their one of the most popular champagne um, brands that you guys would know. Starts with it. Um, okay. With her wine. <laughs> yes. So they replaced us with that, uh, which was really cool. And but more recently, like we've been picked up by a major chain here in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. We're going to be placed on the menu. Um, I'm really excited. So coming soon, we're we're gonna get this big release and everything, but. I am like, my, I get chills thinking about how even that happened. I spoke at the Kentucky Derby this year. We did the New York Fashion Week. I mean, we have been everywhere. Like, it's been, it's been a journey. It's been beautiful. And it's, let's talk about the stores that you're in. Yes. Um, sometimes you can begin a conversation with someone and then you find that place of commonality. That really says, okay, we got to go deeper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you saying like, my goal is to get in black owned wine and alcohol stores and stuff like that. And I mentioned to you, I'm like, hey, you know, I have a friend. His name is George. Yeah. Wine Emporium. He's like, wait, George. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yes. Let's talk about George and Oh my gosh, that was okay. such a cool story. That was cool. <laughs> that was cool. That was really cool. So after you connected me with George, the funny part about that is that literally a week prior, one of my ambassadors was her name is Brittany. Brittany was like, Hey, I just moved to Stonecrest area. She was like, My favorite liquor store moved here too. She was like, You gotta get in there. You gotta get in there. His name is George. Like she told me this. Yes. And I was like, Okay, okay. Yes. Didn't think anything of it, you know? I was like, yes. we'll come back to that because it was in yes. Best Fest was happening. Yes. And I was like, all hands on deck. Yes. And then you tell me about this. And I was like, and when you said it, I was like, that name sounds familiar. I did not connect the two. Oh, did not gosh. connect the two. I reach out to George. Um, I get his number. I'm talking to him. He said, yeah, there was another person, a third person who told him about me. Okay. And so he was like, I've already heard of you. Yeah. I, the synergies there were amazing. George was like, hands down. It's, and this shows you how powerful like relationships are because he just bought it off the strength of, oh, you know, these people and they told me about you. Oh, you got to be good. So here, done. That's right. No questions asked. He's been an amazing partner. George, I have known George since I moved back to Atlanta, since his store was in the original location. Mm-hmm. He has been the same from beginning until now. Wow. He is one of the most loving people, one of the most giving people. And for a woman, it's not like a liquor store that you walk into. No. It is a true it's an experience. It's wine Emporium yes. Center, right in the city of Stonecrest, yep. right there near Stonecrest Mall. And you go in and he will explain anything to you and want you to taste and experience and tell you. He knows so much where everything is coming from and we'll sit he does wine tastings for people um he's he's just good people he really is a avid watcher of the she's free to fly podcast yeah because when you just have an interest in people yeah and an interest in people putting out positive information like that's what she's free to fly is about and there are men ladies who support for us 100%. So we just talked about your brother. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the men who support us 100%. Mm. Um, like George is one of those people who support She's Free to Fly. Like my father support me in this journey. I have had male friends who support me in this journey. Yes. My contractor, Keith Holliman of yeah. Dynamic Envisions, when I told him what I wanted, he was all hands on deck and support me in the production in the building of this studio so ladies they're not all out to get us Mm -hmm. there are some men who support us 100% and I want to just say thank you I really want to thank the men who support us on this journey yes they offer a different type of support too Mm -hmm. you know like um so I'm a fellow daddy's girl okay I'm a daddy's girl through and through. Um, my dad, my dad is like 
he's like this this core, this mm-hmm. rock, this this unmoving, you know, kind of force in my life that I know is my safety net, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm his pumpkin, you know, mm-hmm. like I can, I'm just the baby girl, you know, you know, baby, I know what to do. Hey, I'll get up. It's just what it is. But, no, but my dad, um, anytime I was sick growing up, I just needed my dad. You know, he might, especially I remember when I used to get really bad menstrual cramps. My dad would come, he'd just rub my back, and I would feel better. And that was all it took. He would just come out around, he'd rub my back, he'd be like, it's okay. He'd just sit there with me until I fall asleep. And, you know, you just need those moments where you could just feel safe and just feel like a little girl, you know, just you feel that comfort. And so um, I remember it was a really interesting night. I um, I had just had chemo, and um, I was probably 11 days in. I used to count the days. When, for those that don't know, um, with, with chemo treatments, the the effects that we talk about, those side effects, a lot of times they don't happen in those first few days. It's, um, it takes a certain amount of time for it to cycle through your system. It takes exactly three weeks, actually. And so as those days go by, the symptoms kind of start. And then it's like it's, it comes and then it goes. But throughout that whole three-week process, you're, you're kind of in the ringer. So I gave myself, you know, like a week and a half before I try to do things. Because that first week would be, you know, it, it, was, it was up and down, just dependent. So this particular time, I got invited to do a really cool thing. This was my first celebrity event, Dr. Heavenly okay, uh-huh. of Married to Medicine. She was opening up a store in Atlanta. It's a beauty supply store, and they needed a wine sponsor. So her PR agency reached out to me. I'm thrilled. Yes, I'll be there. Look at the date. I'm like, yes. ooh, this is going to be tight because it was early in my window of treatment. Okay. And so, but I didn't want to turn it down because this is a great opportunity and this is a PR moment I need. So I go and I go with one of my best friends, Kima. Shout out to Kima. Kima. Um, Kima is my, my business babe. That girl has held up her wine through with my cancer treatments. That was, that was my right hand. Eat that. You gotta have it. Gotta have it. So anyway, um, I do the event. It was great. It was amazing. As I'm leaving, I over I overexerted myself. I have a panic attack. I can't drive. I'm shaking. I'm crying. I call my dad, and my dad, he there. I was maybe seven minutes from my house. Like it was a perfect opportunity for me to feel comfortable, and my parents to feel comfortable going. So. Um, my dad was like, do you want us to come and get you? I'm like, no, 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 I can do it. I can do it. He stays on the phone with me. He's, he's talking to me. My dad has this deep baritone, like very white voice. So he's okay. like, it's okay, kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he's just guiding me through this whole time. I get home. My mom, you know, they, they park my car and everything. I get out. My dad carries me up the stairs and the whole time. And he's just calm. He's every, no one's flustered. My mom's like, she okay. She, and my dad's like, she's good. She's fine. He's calm. All time, and you need that because I felt protected. I felt like I could. It was okay, and as soon as and I knew he was gonna make sure I got home. I knew I was gonna be okay, and they just I needed that. So my dad, as he was amazing through this process, he really was. But I had a lot of great um, male friends that were there. Um, I think you know a piece of this that we don't talk about is. You know, I was, I'm not married yet. So, um, dating while having cancer is interesting. You know, I went into the process, met like dating somebody and in the midst of that, you know, we broke up and that, that was hard. That was very hard. That was really tough. And then. Because are you questioning yourself about the cancer or the dating? What, what, what is the question in that? Everything. Your, your self-esteem is already shot. You know, at this point, when I see my body, I see lopsided boobs. I see tape all over my body. I see pokes and holes and discoloration, the radiation, that my the, the color of my breast turned the color of this microphone. Mm. You have a lot of insecurity in your body and in your physicality. And that, as a woman, is hard. You know, for me, I was like, the thing that makes me a woman is trying to kill me. My estrogen, my breast. That's that's my whole femininity. Oh, this is this is what makes me me. This is what makes me a woman. And now it's like 
So you're, you question a lot of things. And I think for me, the hardest part with that was you kind of go into it with, with hoping that yours, your partner is going to be that support system, the person that can hold you down. So I say this as, you know, a former superwoman. I think a lot of times, superwomen, when we're dating, mm-hmm. we we are looking for our superman. Because at the end of the day, we don't desire to hold that weight of the world on our shoulders all the time. The healer still needs to be healed. The protector still needs to be protected. So I remember having a conversation with him and saying, you know, my family's never seen me like this. I've always always been the get it done person. Nicole's going to figure it out. She's going to be okay. I never could like... They never see because I'm always so strong. Internally, I was stressed. Internally, I was struggling, but I couldn't let on that. So I remember telling him, like, hey, I know I'm going to need you because I need a place to not be strong. Right. And I think it might be too heavy for me. And so when you have someone that you think you can kind of trust and be that partner with you on that journey, going through life will really show you who's a life partner and who's not. Because a life partner has to be a load partner. Uh, you got to be able to carry the load. Man. You got to be able to carry the load. And you have to understand that sometimes it's going to be unequal. Yep. It's going to be unequal. Life is going to life. Your parents are going to pass one day. Mm-hmm. You want someone that's going to be there and carry that load because you're not going to be able to hold that. Yes, yes. You, you want that. So I went into the seeking that, but even though that situation, you know, didn't work out and it, and it did make me question myself. It, it really broke me. I think that that honestly was leading me towards a, a dark mindset that was taking me on a downward spiral with my treatments because I felt lonely. I felt so alone. That was probably the, the biggest feeling to have so many people around you and you feel so alone because the person that you think you want isn't yes. there. Yes. Yes. And so yes. I had to realize, like, I was sitting there and I'm like, Nicole, you're sitting here talking about you're so alone. And if you look at your phone right now, you got so many people just sending you up and saying hello. Your mom has checked on you five times. Your dad came in. You have love around you and you are stuck on this. On the empty. You're stuck on you're the empty. stuck on the empty. How many times has that happened where we're seeking something? God's throwing it at us. It's just not in the form that yes. we think we want yes. it in. Yes. The oh, moment. God, I want that. He's like, no, I'm giving you this. He's like, no, I want that. You don't have that. So you're going without. Yeah. But when we go here, you know, where God wants to go. Like, we will starve ourselves with food in front of us. <laughs> we will starve ourselves with food. In, I don't. Because I don't want. I don't want that. I was, let's drink wine. Shh, we got to drink to that. Got to drink to that. Man. There's wine in front of us. Mm-hmm. Thank God for that. Mm-hmm. So, so I had to, that was a, that was a big moment for me in shifting mindsets okay. because it's like, you need to, what are you focusing on? You're focusing on death. You're focusing on what's not looking good on your body. So I looked in the mirror and I said, all right, Nicole, you need to find three things about yourself that you like and tell it to yourself right now. And I was like, you know what? I said, skin still looks good. The rash went away, you know. So you still got a nice complexion. And I was like, your body's still bodying and your booty's still bootying. So you know what? There, Those were my three. And every day I just, I, I chose to create ways to look at myself. Like instead of looking at myself, and this might sound silly, but instead of looking at myself in the morning with nothing on, I would put a scarf on, right? right. And make sure when I looked in the mirror, I looked at myself with a, a sense of like yes. what I wanted to look like. Yes. So yes. you got to trick our brains. Yes. You got to yes. see what you want to see. Yes. And then I started speaking love and life and beauty into myself. Yes. Girl, you are beautiful. Yes. When you look in the mirror. I don't care what you look like. Yep. Be able to find something that puts a smile on your own face. Yes. I look in the mirror and I put a smile on my own face. Yes. Because I see the beauty in me. I accept everything about me. Right, left is mine. I own it. Mm. Okay. Yes. But I see the beauty in me. And I'm in love with that person. Mm. I'm in love with that person. And this person is not perfect. But I'm in love with her flaws. I'm in love with her experience. I'm in love with her past. It just is what it is. So, 
The, mm. it, it makes you, and, and that wholeness, that beauty, that falling in love with yourself, it just attracts more of that yes. to you. Yes. yes. And, and I saw that. And I think that's the beautiful, the, the biggest lesson, the coolest thing to learn was like the moment that I shifted gears and started focusing on the positive things, okay. the happy things, okay. that's more things started to happen that brought me joy. I got a distributor. I got into stores. The first store that I ever got into was my next door neighbor when I was the age of 13. He was a firefighter. And... He opened up a, a liquor store with another firefighter in Conyers, Georgia. And he was the very first store that bought my wine and put it on the shelf. Wow. How full? You can't. You can't make that up. You can't make that up. 13 was definitely not thinking about my wine. Everything that we need, we really already. Ooh. When we're looking in the right direction, we can see it. Mm. Just shift one degree, one degree left will take you to what you already have. One degree right, one degree up, one degree. It only takes one degree of change to make the impossible possible. So, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. I um, I went to. I just came back from Greece. Greece, is beautiful. beautiful. I just was there, May. My daughter was doing study abroad in Greece. Shout out to Mariah J who got me out to Greece. So tell me about your Greek experience. Greece was amazing. Yeah. But the coolest thing to what you just said was I got to go through a lot of these archaeological digs. And so we got to see like Olympia and the first Olympic grounds. And you're just seeing like all this history that's still there. Like these monuments. That we read about in Slavics. Yes. Like she had Mount Acropolis right there out of my window yes. where I stayed at. And I was a fifth grade kid. All over. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe. I yes. never could imagine it. Hercules, I saw all the scenes. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yes, yes. It's the coolest thing. The coolest but they thing. tell you stories about how many times archaeologists, or archaeologists, I can't even say it now. Archaeologists. 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 That's the wine. Yes. Archaeologists. Yes. Right. Yes. It'll be more wine. <laughs> Make it better. Make it better. Mm-hmm. Archaeologists okay. would um, dig in one spot, but they wouldn't see anything. And then someone else would come back around, and they just went a little bit over or dug a little bit deeper and found it. It'd be right in front of you. One degree. One degree. I'm reading a book, Habits, with uh, the Den. Ooh. Um, just finished Habits for the month of October. One degree. One degree of change. This book. One degree of change. One degree of change. One it's it's intentionality i think sometimes we we want to talk about like how do you do it it sounds good i feel inspired but like how it's it's asking yourself certain questions starting with your your why we always jump to like how do i you know like what's your purpose in life don't go that far deep yet because a lot of times what we'll find is that your purpose is tied to your joy the thing that makes you happy doesn't feel like work because it feels good, but it's still something that can bring you monetary value, and it's still something that, that can fill, fill you with fulfillment. Yeah. But So start with the things that make you happy and see where it grows into. And that's that just gets you started. So, like, my thing is right now, next year, um, I'm working on developing a happiness challenge. Because my intention, what I learned from this whole journey and, and through this journey of breast cancer is my purpose is not wine. It's helping people to find their happiness. It's helping to to guide people through the how. Yes. I'm joining the happiness. Come join the happiness I'm challenge. The happiness. Yes, join it. I'm excited. So we're we're gonna explore, you know, different ways daily on how to inject intentional happiness into your life. We don't have to go super crazy. You don't have to spend a whole bunch of money. It could be little intentional things. It doesn't have to just be you by yourself. Right. Include people. Make it, you know, until you can create those those individual times. It's still recording. Okay. So until you can create those individual times. And then, you know, over time, my intention is that. I want you to be able to see how within just 30 days, you can go from feeling like you're at a happiness of like a four in your life to a happiness of an eight. Let's do it. 
I'm in. Let's do it. I'm a 10 out of 10. Okay. Happy every day. You say shorty is a 10. Shorty is a, a 10. 10. Hey. <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. All right. So we're going to wind this up. And I want to thank you so much for coming. Um, You have dropped so many nuggets. We're about to wrap up. Is there any one thing that you want to share with our listeners? Hmm. I think the one thing that I would want to share is be more intentional with living your life. Don't allow external circumstances to dictate. Make a choice. Choose happiness. Choose positivity. And that means on a smaller level, even just the words that you speak and how you speak to yourself. Tell yourself when you wake up, I'm going to have a great day today. Thank you, God, for this great day. Don't start your day in, in such a rush either. I know for me, I had to switch something up. When I, I used to get up, my alarm would be, bam, bam, bam. I know y'all iPhone, y'all got the real bad ones. Like, ooh, scare you out your skin. But but like, I would wake up like in that, like, like jolt awake. We're not meant to jolt awake. You're meant to wake up with ease. Right. I changed my alarm and sing songs to me. I set like four of them because it sings songs, so I don't want to miss it. But right. you know, like you got to create those, create your own system. Yeah. Know how, know and be true to who you are. That's right. That's the real thing. Take what people tell you and apply it into your own life. Someone told me change my alarm. I said, okay, I'm going to change it. But I know it might take me a little longer to get up because it's not, you know, I'm so used to that, you know, jolt. So I set three. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Create your own system. So now I wake up with ease and I set my intention. And before I give anything, before I pour into anybody else, I pour into myself first. I I can literally give myself at least 10 minutes. I have a YouTube playlist with these guided meditations and prayers. And they're 10 minutes long. And I was like, if you can't give God 10 minutes, that's a whole problem in itself. As soon as I wake up, I play one of them. It's calming. It gets me through the day. As soon as it's done, I'm like, oh, I feel good. And everybody's like, you're just so happy and pleasant. Because I, I woke up happy and pleasant. Yes, I started with God. What you, you start with? That's who you are. That is who you are. Mm. I, I definitely resonate with that. I tell people how you start is how you finish. Ooh. If you wake up rushing, you will never be able to get back to a place of peace. Yep. If you start with a place of peace, you can always get back there in the middle of the day. Yes. Um, so I definitely resonate with that in the morning meditations. And one thing that I have done recently, I have a 9 p.m. alarm that is a round of applause. It's a round of applause. Oh, my gosh. I love this. Oh, done well. It's, done. it's a toast. It's a toast. I'm it going to do this. a round of applause. Oh my gosh. Like, you completed the day. You have done enough. You can rest now. Mm-hmm. Great job. 9 p.m. it goes off. Oh, I'm doing this. Game changer. I'm doing that. Y'all better steal that too. I'm, I'm doing that. Game changer. Wow. Game changer. You know, a friend of mine, he told me that on he has um three kids. Okay. On each of their birthdays, when okay. that time comes, uh-huh. he don't care what he's doing, he will pause and he'll send a prayer out to his kids intentionally sending them love. Attention. 30 seconds. God, you know, like he was literally speaking. I met him. He's a mentor of mine now. Shout out to Country Financial Jonathan. Um, he was speaking and the, his timer goes off and he was like, he said, he explains what he did and he paused. And the yeah. Memphis speech is 250 people and he pauses, took that 30 seconds to pray over his kid and then went right back into it. That's it. But intentionality. If I'm telling you, they become freaking magic. Man. They become magic when you do that. They become magic. Testimonies of it right here. Okay. 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 Y'all, we're going to have to let this one go. This is so good. I must say to our listeners, um, I must say to you, I pray you receive my love. I pray you feel God's grace. And I pray that you share it with others. And I just mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank, Thank you. you so much for tuning in to another episode of the She's Free to Fly podcast. Um, you can find us on Apple, Spotify. You can even view the video on YouTube. It's on so many other podcasts and channels. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. 
share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with women, share it with men. Um, and I will let Nicole share with us where we can find her wine and what she wants us to look out for in the future. Yes, definitely. You guys, you can follow me. First of all, I'll just say thank you. Thank you so much. This was an absolute honor. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this opportunity and you have such a light. It was just natural when I felt your energy, when I saw you at the, on that hallway, I'm like, wait, wait, wait please. It's my wine. That's what I told her. I was like, it's my wine. She was like, well, if it's yours. That's what I, yep. <laughs> that was it. But I just knew from there, like what through our conversations and the, and just that, that like spirit, you can just feel that energy. And I just so appreciate you. This platform is so important. I told you off off camera, I said I've been cyber stalking your YouTube, <laughs> but I just, I thoroughly just, I love the conversation and the mission that you're doing. You know, we generationally, we have to give back. It's so important. So this is such an amazing um, mission and platform. And I just wish you so much success, continued success on spreading your word. This is a great thing. Um, for those of you guys that would like to follow me and follow um, her wine, you can find me at It's Her Wine on all social media platforms. I'm even on TikTok with the kids. Um, we're Instagram, Facebook, all the things. Um, even LinkedIn, y'all. You can find me. And, um, and you can also go online to herwines.com and you'll be able to put in your zip code and see all of the different locations that we're going to be in. Um, super excited because we are about to expand into the New York market. So you'll be seeing us in New York. Yes, my home state. Okay. Apple flavored peach. Oh, yes. yes. You might be tempted. <laughs> yes, I'm hollering her wine. That's why it's good. 